Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 44 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Have you ever struggled with the idea of self-promotion? You know you need to put yourself out there, but you don't want to be one of those guys. Well, in this episode of Reinventure Me, we're going to talk about the art of self-promotion. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome to episode 44 of the Reinventure Me podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what's next in life, and we always want to try to find out what we are supposed to be doing when we actually grow up, whenever that, whenever that occurs, right, Armin? <laughs> Never for me. Well, this is Larry Gates, and I'm here with my co-host. Armin Asadi. And we're delighted to be with you today. Uh, looking forward to really a very interesting topic today. Yeah, one that I struggle with. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I do as well. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about it if you struggled with it. <laughs> oh, I think the reason I think the reason why we are talking about it is because I do struggle with it. I probably have spent a little bit more time with it, but um, we are going to talk about self promotion. Yes, that's one of those ugly, ugly words that's tainted with a lot of electricity because yeah. we all know those guys. Yes, those guys that are like. Me, me, me. Me. Look and at how awesome I am. Look at how awesome I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the problem that we come into, we had a co- great conversation last week with Steve Schiffman. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go to reinventure.me slash 43 because Steve Schiffman is one of the foremost authorities on sales. Yeah. What a delightful man. My gosh, absolutely. Very honoring. That's what I was shocked by. Yeah. And, you know, Armin just called him up one time and just said, hey, would you like to uh, to appear on our little podcast? And he goes, well, are, are we ready to record now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Right on the spot, yeah. What? Hang on. What but we had, we had just a terrific conversation with him just before the show and after the show and, and, and just what a delightful gentleman. But And mm-hmm. he is a renowned authority on sales. <clears throat> but one of the topics that we got into was what do you do when you're trying to sell yourself? Mm-hmm. I think we all agree that selling is important. Now, I may be a little bit presumptuous there, but I'd like to have us think about that selling is actually a service. And I think that's the point Steve was making. Yes. Selling can be slimy mm-hmm. if it's self-serving yes. only. Yeah. But if you're looking, I think the point he's making, if you're looking out for the interests of others and you're saying, I have something that can be helpful to them that can help solve a problem, mm-hmm. then selling itself is a noble endeavor. Yeah, if after the transaction they're better off than before meeting you or before that transaction, then that's what sale is about. Their sales is about you gave them or sold them or had a transaction with them that left them better than when you found them. Yeah, and isn't that what we're really supposed to be about? Exactly. You know, we want to leave every interaction with somebody better off than we found them, you know, and and leave leave this world as we do right. with people thinking that that was a loss for the world and and you know, perhaps a gain for heaven or at least a gain for us to be there. Right. 
But what happens, and this is a, you know, I didn't really feel like I got a very satisfactory answer from Steve on this, you know, <laughs> well, because he did identify that it's harder to sell yourself when you get the rejections that are no. Yeah. What do you do when you are trying to sell a product that is you mm-hmm. without coming across like you're self-promoting and one of those slimy guys that none of us like to, you know, hang around. Yeah. Or even coming across arrogant or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Armin and I thought we'd just tackle that question this week because it was kind of one of those hanging out there and we would have loved to have been able to spend more time with Steve. And I know if we'd pressed him on it, he probably would have had some, some things to go, but he had some other important things to share in that last episode. Mm-hmm. This episode, uh, reinventure.me slash four, four is where you'll find the show notes. But we want to talk about how you can get at self-promotion. Now, we, I want to move into this with our Inspire Me quote that's a little bit unusual. Yeah. So this, this is a handpicked by Larry, and it's from Sir Isaac Newton. It says, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm. I have to ask you still, though. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to explain this throughout the show, but... How do you how do you relate that to self promotion? Well, and this is the this is the whole key that we want to get to here is there's a difference between self promotion or what what I'll call healthy self promotion and selfish promotion, hmm, which good. is normally how we think about you know they're just self promoting. Mm-hmm. You normally think about that in the healthy kind, but Sir, Sir Isaac Newton and he's quoting here something that another person had said before. So this was already in the lexicon of his day, right? This, this notion of seeing further by standing on the shoulder of giants. Uh, He's really pointing out in it that whatever gain we have, whatever we offer to the world is because there've been others that have gone before us. Right. If anybody had a basis upon which they could stand up with notoriety, it was Isaac Newton. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the, scientist of the day right and in fact you know you might even say one of the top contributors to science of all time mm-hmm. and he himself described his own work as just building on the work of others right so the key for us in thinking about self-promotion is that if we're going to have our work recognized it should be recognized as a contribution to somebody else's future work Mm-hmm. not pointing and directing everything back to us. Mm-hmm. In other words, when we start to see that what we do is part of a string of things that are not the final product, but the but it's just contributing to, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, yeah. making life better right. for somebody else, leaving something better behind. When we start having that mindset, it's no longer self-promotion. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll argue that we need to be even more what what might be perceived more as self-promoting because it's important that we seed the ideas out there that others can build upon. Yeah. So I have to jump in here really quickly just to uh, pinpoint where this actually came from. Where the topic of the show came from? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) When you sat down with, uh, I'm not going to name drop him, but you sat down with, you know who I'm talking about, a mm-hmm. friend of mine. He's an author. Very, He's got a lot of notoriety. He's written several books. And uh, and you sat down with him. And this is a guy who really struggles with self-promotion in some way. And then you broke down the conversation that you had with him. And you talked about how it's, it, it's, it's his responsibility to self-promote himself because there's something that the world needs to hear from him so that they can expand from there. And 
when you said that, I, I, I was shocked at knowing how his response must have been because I'm a, <laughs> he probably swallowed a couple of gulps listening to that. But at the same time, it was so convicting for me because I didn't ever, I never thought of self-promotion in that way, that there's something you have to steward. So this, and I'll be honest with anyone listening, I am terrible at self-promotion. And so I'm really here to ask Larry a lot of these questions because when I heard him break it down to my friend, how he did, it really did shift my paradigm on what self-promotion is. So I'll let you keep going, but I just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there that this is something that's even very useful for someone who has already made it in the world. No, that's pretty good because it's probably good for our listeners to you know get a little glimpse behind the scene of how do, how do we pick our topics, and they really are <laughs> they really are just born out of day to day interactions, things that we might be wrestling with or that we've interacted with others about, and and uh, you know I we both have this mutual friend, so I was just explaining to Armin that. Hey, this was part of the conversation because we both care for this guy. Yeah, and and he said, "Hey, this, that that might make a pretty good show." <laughs> so we're just like, "Okay, well, let's let's do that." You know, here's the problem you get down to, especially as believers, right? We we have this sense that we're not to uh, put ourselves out there, you know, and, and and we might even quote Proverbs twenty seven two. You know, it says, "Let another praise you, not your own mouth; someone else, and not your own uh, lips." Yeah. And well, that's good advice because you're not trying to put yourself at the head of the table. Right. You know, that, the, the Bible is pretty clear about that. We're not in, in some ways that is self promotion in the sense that you're trying to elevate yourself over others. Mm-hmm. The way I want to use the term in our conversation today and have us think about it is there's a healthy form of self promotion and maybe the better term would be self expression. Mm rather than promotion. Mm-hmm. But I'm using promotion in the sense of a marketing term, not in a sense of a elevation term. So there's a difference in in language there. If we think about healthy self-promotion versus selfish promotion, that's perhaps a distinction that might be helpful for us to look at. And there's there is a difference between these two. And I think that it can be summed up in in really three ways, right? The first difference is that when we have healthy self-promotion, we seek first to benefit others. It's not about what we get out of it. We're letting the world know what we can bring to the table Mm -hmm. because we have a belief that it will, in fact, help another person. Right. And now this is important. If you are considering a career or in a career as a coach or as a counselor or as a pastor or as a insurance salesperson even or you know whatever any, it might be, yeah. any solopreneur for sure mm-hmm. understands that they have something that an author mm-hmm. you know um they understand that they've been gifted with something right and the passion they have in their heart should first of all not be to seek notoriety but to seek to help someone else mm. so that's the difference between those who have a healthy self promotion and those who are selfishly promoting you know, this actually reminds me of that episode that we did on networking. Yes. And uh, in that in that episode, when we were talking about what does good networking look like, uh, one of the things that we talked about is that networking is not about how to get ahead in this world. It's not about how to uh, hustle something that you're trying to sell. That's not what it's about. And one of the best ways to network um, into any community, into an individual or whatever it might be, is that it starts with knowing that it's about first adding value to the other person or the other individual. And it's not about adding value to you. And in that episode, it was a great breakdown of what healthy 
uh, networking looks like, which is almost another form of self-promotion, which I'm just to your point, Mm -hmm. to your credit, and that I don't know why I never tied the two together is probably one of the best ways to get yourself out there or to even help yourself get ahead, even though that's not the purpose. It's the byproduct of it. Yeah, I think we what we try to do is we're trying to get so careful that we're not putting ourselves out there at all. You know, we want to be really careful we're not one of those guys who only puts themselves out there. Yeah. So that we we think, well, then the best way to do it is just not to do any of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like hiding your light under a bushel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you're not you're not to do that. The Apostle Paul said that we're to look not only to our own interests, mm-hmm. but also the interests of others. He had it right in that we're always going to be looking not only at our own interests, but we need to be looking at an interest of others. So mm-hmm. there's always going to be some self-interest. We can't ever get rid of self-interest. Yeah, or pretend can't. like it doesn't exist. And, yeah, and that's the problem. When yeah. we think that self-promotion is a bad thing, we're ipso facto kind of saying right. it doesn't exist. Yep. You know, that that my selfish interest is a bad thing. Right. And the Apostle Paul is not saying selfish interest is a bad thing, Mm-mm. but if it's exclusively selfish interest, right. that's when it becomes bad. The look also to the interests of others. So the first point is that healthy self-promotion really needs to seek to benefit others first. Secondly, um, healthy self-promotion, and this is the key, hmm. they invest from their giftedness. Okay. And if we start to see you know, whether you're a coach or you're an author or you're a counselor or you're a pastor or whatever, that God has gifted you. And and if you don't exercise that gift in such a way that you put it out there, mm-hmm. then you are hiding it under a bushel. Mm-hmm. You are not doing what you were intended to do. Mm-hmm. And the parable of the minas is is go out and be an investor. Don't hide it under your pillow. Mm-hmm. If you're going to receive something in the gifts and talents and everything that God's given you, you have now a stewardship responsibility for it. Now, the cool thing about that word is that the steward doesn't own it. Mm. The steward is borrowing it or is it's, it's lent to them. It's mm. entrusted to them to take care of. So when we think that some idea we have or some skill we have is ours, mm. then we've created selfish interest mm. and, and selfish promotion. Rather than self-promotion or healthy self-promotion, which is to say the self that God created that's me yeah. has value to the world. Not because it's me, mm-hmm. but because it's God that gave me those gifts right. and I want to offer them out to the world. I want to make them available to others to serve them. One of the things that's really interesting about what we were talking about is when I worked at church and having to manage all the different campuses and all the operations and stuff that we had is when... I I met this gentleman. His name was Roger, and he was a he's an older guy. He had pastored for thirty seven years, and he's been in our church for uh, I, I want to say six months to a year. But he was very undercover. He just seemed like a guy who was just showing up to church as is. And uh, I remember finally sitting down with him, talking to him, and I come to find out he's been a senior pastor for the majority of his thirty seven year uh, uh, resume. Hmm. And he's just been a leader all over the country. He's built churches, grown churches. He's saved churches. This guy has just done it, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, he just, but he, he, he was one of those guys who was very weary of, you know, letting anyone know. And he didn't want to, you know, make people question the authority of the senior pastor. And I sat there and I was thinking, I was like, do you have any idea how many different ways we could have used you by now if we known that's who you oh, are? Yeah. 
Do you know how many people that we have coming to us in a 2,500 member church with a staff of 20 people that we can't make time for? Do you know how many people you could have helped? I can't believe you didn't tell us this. And it was a laughing thing. You know, like I wasn't attacking him. We were laughing about this. And from that conversation, it stemmed to him become one of the bigger leaders in our church. He's on our elders board. He's this, he's that. I mean, he just became a huge, huge asset to our church in Malta. I mean, I don't even know how many people he's taken under his wing now, 15, 20 people. But I mean, he really made a huge impact, but he would have made that impact a year earlier if you would have just told us, hey, I have had 37 years of experience being a pastor. And I can't help think of that when you said this because I just I, he was just trying to walk that line of yeah, and maybe he was okay in how and how he did that because as you're telling me that story, it seems to me like there's a, a distinction between promoting your credentials and promoting your giftedness. Yeah, and that was his giftedness that we were after. That your get yes, mastering. right? And I and I and I think it's you know where we get annoyed with people is when we hear their promotion of their credentials. I did this. I did that. I was the chair of this. I was mm-hmm. the blah of that. Right, or, right. You know whatever. And that gets tiring, mm-hmm. you know, in large part because they're usually better credentials than we have. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. You know, so why do you want to listen to that from somebody else? You know, yeah, yeah I might be impressed, yeah. but what am I supposed to do? Just be impressed? Yeah. You know, instead, what you'd rather see is giftedness on display. Mm-hmm. And, and how can that giftedness on display help you? Mm-hmm. So if I have a gift to help draw something out of someone and help inspire them or lead them along, and I don't exercise that in a way that leaves the other person better, mm-hmm. then shame on me, right, for not exercising Right, that. right. Yeah. So I think that idea of healthy self-promotion invests their giftedness in other areas, and, and there are many people that don't do that. They're waiting to be called on. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for somebody to just discover Magically. they have that gift. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like when I was tossing the football uh, to my kids when they were younger, you know, it's, I was having this fantasy that maybe somebody would drive by a, a, an NFL scout for the Vikings <laughs> would see that I threw a perfect spiral, you know, that isn't going to happen because, you know, a, the probability of it happening isn't very high. Yeah, right. Yeah. And B, of course I didn't have the talent anyway. It was well, all you just done better than ponder. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we're not going to turn into a sports <laughs> podcast here. All right. So the second point is that healthy self-promotion invests from their giftedness. And here's the third point. Healthy self-promotion never gets inflated over its own contribution. In other words, those who promote themselves in a healthy way never get worked up about what they're doing in their contribution. Hmm. They recognize that they themselves are building on the shoulders and giants of others. Right. That they that there's nothing new under the sun, as Solomon said. And they see that it's not to draw attention to them. Mm. Now, there's kind of a way that I like to think about this. It's whether there's arrow thinking or circle thinking. Well, okay, you got to help me understand that. All right, so arrow thinking means that I create something and it all draws attention back to me. It's just straight line back to me. Mm. Okay? Okay. Circle thinking says I'm creating something, but it's because I got something from someone else or a number of someone else. I'm improving upon it and I put it out there so someone else can take it and Mm. improve upon it. So they see it as a life cycle that they're part of uh, something bigger and it's not to draw attention to them. It's to leave the world a better place. It's to leave other people in a better place. Mm. And that's the difference between healthy self-promotion and selfish promotion. 
Right. Selfish promotion has that straight line arrow thinking. I'm going to only do it really for you to recognize me. Circle thinking, on the other hand, says that my creation builds on the works of others and contributes to the works of others. Now, when you're thinking about this cycle of creative work, there's three steps. And this is what I explained to to my friend because he's really good at two of them and he wasn't so good at one of them. Yeah. And the three steps are this. First, there's curation. Mm-hmm. In any endeavor, we're going to curate ideas. In other words, we get ideas from other people. Once we have those ideas, we move into the next step. Now, this is all kind of done together at the same time in many ways. But mm-hmm. the steps are curation, then cultivation. So we're taking those ideas and we're building on them. Mm-hmm. We're adding our own experiences and we're adding our own ways of seeing things were adding value to what other people have uh, contributed. Okay. So we get an idea, like for instance, even this show might stimulate you to think about something else and how you might apply it and morph it into something else. Yeah. So even the show that we do here, when we try to help people think about their next beginning, we're seeding ideas that they can take and create ideas of their own. Hmm. So that's the cultivation part. Okay. If you don't do this last step, then it's really all for nothing. And that's the communication step. Yeah. So you have the curation, the cultivation, but now you need to put it out there. (laughs) And when you are your own product, then that is technically self-promotion. And it's where we get into trouble because the the name is so charged with emotion and meaning and we don't want to have all that other stuff is. But the truth of the matter is you and I have something brilliant to create and it's curated from others, and it's cultivated by your life experiences and gifting that you have, and that needs to be communicated to others. In fact, it's our stewardship responsibility to do that. Hmm. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I just laughed because I know our friend, he probably, <laughs> when he heard that, it probably gave him a gut check, realizing he probably saw missed opportunities from something that he struggled with doing to now possibly thinking back and saying, oh man, that was probably an opportunity for me to put something out there and for someone to take it and make it even better or take it to the next step. It wasn't about me. It was, it was, it's about something else, somebody else. Yeah. And you know what, as I was talking to him, it wasn't about me having an answer for him. Right. Because where he was missing was the communication side, mm-hmm. right? And if I look at him, he's written several books. I'm missing that uh, cultivation side. Yeah. So I haven't done my piece of the work that he's already done. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'd like to swap with you in some ways because <laughs> you know we can. You've already done a lot of that work. I'm doing some of the some of the others. So we titled the show "The Art of Self Promotion." So how do we do that in a good and healthy way? Then do you. Well, first one is. We talk a lot about other people's needs. If it isn't meeting another person's need, then it probably isn't healthy self-promotion. Okay. It's probably selfish promotion. So go at the speed of others' needs. What I mean by that is if you find yourself only trying to get feedback, then it's selfish promotion. Mm. Uh, and, and, of course, we talked about that in the networking episode, right? You don't want to do things that are just to get feedback for yourself. Mm. If you don't know what someone else's needs are, then listen to them. Hmm. We've all met people where you sit down, you have a conversation with them and they can't wait to sell you something, right? And they haven't even asked you whether you need it or not. Yeah. 
So you go at the speed of other people's needs, meaning if you don't know what they need, then shut up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically, if you don't know what they need and they don't need what you can do, then shut up and listen. That's very Stephen Schiffman of you, Larry. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Stephen would even say, uh, if if you're trying to sell something to someone that doesn't even want it, the question is, why are you wasting your own time not even theirs? Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I would completely agree with what you're saying. What else? Well, the second thing is, uh, just don't sell cotton candy. You what? know, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a generational or generational thing, but you don't know what cotton candy is. I know what cotton candy is, but obviously there's something behind that. Well, you know, thing. when you eat cotton candy, it, 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 it has bigger substance than it really is. You put it in its mouth and it vaporizes right. and, 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 and then it's candy. There's no nutritional value in it. If, what you're trying to promote, you haven't really worked on. Hmm. If you don't do the work of creating something and all it's all promotion, then all you're doing is selling cotton candy. Hmm. And so it helps to think about that creative cycle we talked about. I'm just shocked that actually made sense. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it wasn't cotton candy. <laughs> I know. Well played. Once again. So those three things was curation cultivation and communication. communication. So the question for you is in order to keep a healthy uh, dialogue on that, yeah. how do you spend your time in each of those areas? So ask yourself, in what ways am I being a good curator? Hmm. Am I taking time to read widely? Am I meeting a lot of people? Am I asking good questions of people that I might learn from them? Am I taking an attitude of a learner so that when I get together with people, I draw out from them the things that they know, their giftedness? Am I mm. allowing them to contribute to my tank, to my mm. reservoir? Yeah. The second is in the area of cultivation. Am I taking time to really work on my craft, to hone what skills and gifts God's given me? Or am I more interested in putting it out on display? Mm. You know, if, if you're not developing yourself, then you really don't have much to put out there. So is there a third and final point that you want to drive home? Yeah, I guess if, if, if you're going to go the speed of others' needs, you're going to not sell cotton candy. The last one, perhaps the most important, and maybe the, the epicenter of what we're talking about today, is share the spotlight. Give credit to others. Invite others into part of your creative network and share the credit. You know, we are part of an ecosystem. Hmm. And to, to claim credit for yourself or to seek out credit for your own idea and be so concerned about preserving that linear arrow thinking as opposed to seeing it as part of a cycle that what you're doing is you're contributing to others being able to build upon your good work just to see it in that linear way that's self-promotion when you're trying to preserve your credit make sure you're you get uh, identified for everything when that's your highest goal then recognition when recognition is more important than the idea then you're behaving in selfish promotion. That's good. That's really good. That gives a lot of perspective around it. I mean, that, it's really taking something that a lot of people feel like this is going to be me basically putting myself out there for the self uh, for selfish reasons to gain, to get advantage, blah, 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 and putting it in a place that says, no, this is actually a humble thing for me to do is to put myself out there so that people can build upon what I've learned. Yeah, I think when we see what we're doing is contributing, it keeps us from being the 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 
the focus. Hmm. I, that should give fuel to fire for people who are looking to do that. I love that. So we, you know, you know the routine. We we got to do this with the challenge. So what what do you got for us this week? <laughs> well, the challenge that I had and how I came up with this circle uh, idea here of circle thinking and the three things of curation, yeah. cultivation, and communication was to challenge myself to think about how do I distribute my time into each of those three areas. Okay. So how well am I building in opportunities for me to learn from others? Mm. How well am I taking the time to improve what I can contribute to the world? And how effectively am I in communicating that in a way that others can find it and benefit from it? So the challenge me is simply think about those three areas in your own life and how are you developing time and attention into those three areas in your own life? Okay. And to see if I can even remember it correctly, it's, curation, cultivation, and communication. Right. Those are the three areas we're going to spend that time on. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Easy enough. Yeah. Easy. Well, yeah, I easy. always say easy enough and then easy I always forget to do it. <laughs> well, we'll check in next week. See oh, how you great. did. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have for this episode of Reinventure Me. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you share it with your friends and uh, let them know about it and find it at reinventure.me slash iTunes or reinventure.me slash Stitcher. And uh, certainly would love to have you comment on our show. You can find our show notes at reinventure.me slash 44. And we'd love to hear from you by phone as well, 612-314-5447. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash reinventure me. You can also find Armin Asadi on Twitter. And you can can find Larry Gates on Twitter too. So we'd love to hear from you uh, by, by those social channels as well. So until next week, this is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi saying goodbye. See you then. You've been listening to the reinventure me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.